Yo, welcome back to the Fantasy Fixers Podcast. I am your host, Winston Wolf. And this is the week eight recap and the week nine waiver wire pickups of the week. All right, let's get right into it. Let's. Uh, how can we not start off by talking about the sad news about Derrick Henry with a possibly a season-ending injury? Uh, he broke the fifth metal tarsal bone in his foot. No, I'm not a gynecologist, but it sounds like it hurts, and he'll be out some time. They're hoping he comes back for the playoffs. Uh, the only viable running back on this team is Jeremy McNichols, and he has seven total carries. So it's no surprise for them to kick the dust off the 72 Chevy Malibu, and which is Adrian Peterson. Uh, so the, ta- the Titans are bringing in an uh, ancient running back slash Hall of Famer back to life. Like when uh, Lord Victor was awakened in the movie Underworld. Shout out to all the nerds who watch that kind of stuff. All right, Calvin Ridley is stepping away from the game for personal matters. Uh, Mental health is wealth. Yes, it hurts your fantasy team, but what he's going through has to be bigger than football right now. So I personally commend him for taking a break. Sad part about this is I traded Calvin Ridley and Gusecki for Nick Chubb last week, and I feel terrible about it. Uh, It felt like selling your best friend a car, and it broke down the next day. You can't give him the money back because you spent it all on a collector's item, Bob Ross Chia Pet, a Roomba, and three burrito blankets that are non-refundable. So apologies, you know who you are. Uh, James Winston tore his ACL. Uh, I think uh, Trevor Simeon will fill in for a game or so, and his back being Taysom Hill's job. And I don't like it for Camaro. If you haven't seen Jameis Winston uh, dancing on crutches, you should look it up. It's a hoot. Uh, James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars left the game against the Seahawks. And it was said he had a bruised heel. Uh, I'm no anesthesiologist, so I have no timeline on his return. Uh, looks like he's a day-to-day. So if you need a warm body in his stead, go and get Carlos Hyde, and he'll get you the six points you're shooting for. Uh, what's better than having Halloween on a Sunday to see all the different fans dressed up in their finest costumes? Yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving is better. I'll admit it. But nonetheless, it's rather uh, fun to see. Uh, let, let's kick this off with the Saints versus the Bucks. Uh, I had no doubt in my mind that the Bucks were going to kick the snot out of the Saints. Um, and it's all because of the Jameis Winston experience. To say it's a roller coaster is an understatement. Uh, Trevor Simeon came in to seal the deal, and the Saints came away eating a W, as Jameis would do. Uh, 36-27. Taysom Hill would be back in the fold as the starting QB, and this doesn't bode well for Camaro. Uh, because the checkdowns that he would normally get will become scrambles. No, I'm not saying Camaro will be a bust, but what I'm saying is he'll, his numbers will come down. Uh, granted, you'll you'll still star Kamara every single week regardless, period. But you got to just temper your expectations. Uh, in the four games that Kamara and Taysom started together in 2020, Kamara came away with 10 catches for 51 yards. And that's it. Uh, in those four games, no, no, no. In one of those games, he had seven catches for 44 yards. So the bulk of his catching in those four games came from one game. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they get their best player involved a lot better than what they did last year. Uh, the Saints' defense is a lot better than what I thought. Uh, Gronk played 1.4 snaps and went out with a back spasm. With back spasms. 
And it was the Chris Godwin show after that. Mike Evans came away with a solid 12 points. And all of it came from a 41-yard TD. Other than that pass, he he was pretty much dormant all game. Uh, Lattimore plays him tough and close all game. He can tell what kind of underwear brand he's wearing. He's wear, He plays him that tight. Uh, Fournette disappeared, and that's what happens when you play against the Saints as a running back. They have a great run D. All right, let's get on to the Steelers versus the Browns. The Steelers beat the Browns in typical AFC North fashion. Love Mike Tomlin, but why would you try fake field goal with the NFL's most accurate kicker over the last two seasons? Uh, along with that, knowing this is going to be a gritty slugfest in which you need every single point. Uh, Chris Boswell got hit so hard that Sean Taylor was somewhere chuckling. You ever got hit so hard with a belt that you couldn't cry? Take like 12 seconds for you to scream because your body almost went to shock. Thinking you got shot by a gun. Ah, memories. Childhood memories. I was glad to see Nick Chubb dominate the touches, even if D. Ernest Johnson came away with the TD. Uh, Can you believe that Odell is on your waiver wire and not even worth the ad? It's pretty sad. I never wanted a player to be traded so bad in my life. I've never seen a wide receiver run so many meaningless routes. It's equivalent to running 42 wide open fast breaks and getting past the ball once. At what point do you stop running? At what point do you say, hey, you know what, y'all go ahead. I'm good. I'm not going to get past the ball anyway. I'm tired of blocking. I seen one pass to Odell where he had two options. Don't go for it and protect your body or catch it and wake up next to Chris Boswell in the nearest hospital. Boswell was going to be uh, offering ice cream like Forrest Gump and Lieutenant Dan. Odell, I got you some ice cream. Landry went five for 65. This is his ceiling and his floor, 10 to 13 points. Until the Steelers. It's the Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris show. This simply isn't a good offense for uh, Chase Claypool. Uh, Everything is dink and dunk and short, shallow passes. Deontay Johnson is the slant king. 13 targets, and he went 6 for 98. Uh, Najee can't fail with 30 touches. You start him up every week if he's going to get that kind of usage. Uh, the Seahawks beat the Jags 31-7. Uh, Geno uh, Smith looked so bad in the previous game against the Saints that the Seahawks were going to work out Cam Newton and Willie Beeman. But Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, but Geno did his best 2008 uh, Nick Foles impersonation in this game. He went 20 for 24 for two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Tyler Locker went berserk, 12 for 142. Metcalf pitching in six grabs, 42 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, hopefully Wilson is back after the bye. I'm actually glad they're on a bye uh, because they were going to destroy your teams the following week with disappointing numbers. I just don't have faith in Geno uh, Smith unless he's playing the Jags again. That's not happening. Uh, The Bengals were embarrassed by the Jets and their fearless leader in Mike White. Yeah, nobody has heard of him, but he's not only, no, he's now the only QB to throw for 400 yards, three touchdowns in his first career start since 1950. Uh, Michael Carter had 15 carries with 77 yards and a touchdown. Added 14 targets to go now for 95 through there. Uh, I, I think it's safe to say Michael White is a check down king. As long as Mike White is the starter, then it looks like Carter is a must-start RB2, no matter the defense that he's facing. Uh, Jameson Crowder had eight grabs for 84 yards. He's going to be a sneaky flex option. 
Uh, Joe Burrow had a solid uh, game going. 21 for 34, 259, and three. Uh, Jamarvis, all he does is chase touchdowns, went three for 32, but he came away with a touchdown to save you. Tyler Board had a decent game, but he's still in the third in the pecking order. So you, this, this is the best you're going to get from him coming away with a touchdown. Uh, Mixon went 14 for 33, but he came away with a touchdown. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan didn't have a carry. I didn't understand why guys had him on waiver columns. I'm like, this is Mixon's backfield. Like, what are y'all doing? Uh, this was truly the week of backup quarterbacks. Cooper Rush spearheaded the Cowboys to a 20-16 victory over the Vikings. Uh, I would have placed any bet that the Vikings would have won this game facing Cooper Rush, uh, who looks like a heartthrob from a 90s sitcom more than an NFL QB. He would fit right in into the save by the bell type of show. But he's throwing a, a, a game-winning dime to Amari Cooper on the road. Uh, I hate giving the Cowboys props only because of their fans. I don't like you guys. But there I say it. Uh, this this seems like a team of destiny. I'm not saying destiny like win the ship. But they're going to they're gonna be tough to defeat, especially with Dak. Uh, I would like to welcome Amari Cooper back to the fantasy party. Oh, no, no. I know you never left, but uh, I missed the big plays and 100 yards. That just used to be your wheelhouse. I thank you for posting 27 points on my bench. Much appreciated. A CD Lamb hit for six for 112 yards. Or 112, where the players dwell. Zeke had 73 yards total. He didn't kill you, but you, you you need more from your starting running back other than 70 yards. Uh, the same can be said for Dalvin Cook, who posted 78 yards for no touchdown as well. Uh, Cousins was he's awful in this game, where everyone thought he would put up big numbers, especially considering you should have more possessions if you're facing Cooper Rush. Uh, Cousins came away with 148, 184 yards, one touchdown. Jefferson killed you. Going two for 21. Thielen was the only bright spot. Going six for 78 and a touchdown. Dare I say it. The days of Pat Mahomes scoring 40 points in a game is finito this season. The Chiefs were in a home game shootout against the Giants. The Giants team with, uh, without Saquon, without Galladay. Sterling Shepard left the game with a quad injury. Kadarius Toney was in and out of the game. And it was a knockdown, drag out type of game. Um, crap, Mahomes went 29 for 48, 275 and a touchdown. Is this who he is? Uh, I'm not sure, but it's starting to look more and more like it every week. Tyreek the Freak went 12 for 94 and a touchdown. Kelsey went 4 for 27 and killed you. Who is Derek Gore? Uh, I think that's what we all said while watching this game. He simply has a. A burst of speed that Daryl Williams, Williams doesn't have. And they probably want to get get both backs as healthy as possibly, not knowing exactly when CEH will return. Uh, Daniel Jones went to 222 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he's a decent streamer. Uh, but if you're in the jam, you you know, you, you can start him. Booger surprised me. 15 carries for 60 yards, five grab for 65 yards. So if Saquon misses another game, you might be able to play Devontae Booker once one more time. Uh, Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph came away with a TD apiece. Neither can be trusted while they're splitting so much. All right, let's get into why you're actually here. That's right on cue, right? Da -na -na, da -na -na. 
My number one running back ad is Adrian Peterson. Yeah, he's 97 plus tax. Yeah, he's played on 43 teams in the last four years. Yeah, he collects Social Security. Yes, he has grandkids, but he is a cyborg, a 36-year-old cyborg. Uh, no person on this planet can fill the void of Derrick Henry, but if a guy is a, a starting running back, you have to pick him up. Uh, sometimes your best offense is defense. Uh, I'm facing a guy next week that's that was a Derrick Henry owner. So you best believe Adrian Peterson, my first waiver claim, because I want to face Kenyon Drake. Uh, I want my opponent to have to play Naeem Hines. Listen to this injured running back list. Uh, Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt, James Robson, David Montgomery, CMC, CEH, Saquon, and Chris Carson. Uh, the fantasy community is in no position to scoff at a starting running back, which is Adrian Peterson. Uh, coming in at number two is Jeremy Nichols. If you need an immediate starter, if Peterson isn't elevated from the practice squad in time for their game. Uh, but he's certainly not the long-term solution. Titans made sure Peterson had two legs for the workout. And they signed him immediately before Derrick Henry even got the surgery. That that really shows me that they don't really have faith in Jeremy McNichols by him, by Peterson being signed so quickly. Uh, number three, my number three running back, is Boston Scott of the Eagles. Uh, didn't see this coming. I told you to get him last week only because... Everyone just runs all over the Lions. I thought Gainwell was the person to own. And I had no idea uh, Boston Scott's usage would come at the expense of Gainwell getting carries after the Lions fans left the stadium. Uh, never in history of football has a backfield split carries and the number one running back gets hurt. Then the guy that was splitting that time is moved to number three on the death chart. Where did Jordan Howard come from? I didn't even know he was still in the league. So with that being said, Kenneth Gainwell will be dropped by many teams this coming week because no one accepts you getting two points. They don't care what happened. If you're healthy, you should be getting more than two points as a running back. All right, the number one QB to pick up is Carson Wentz if you're in a pickle. Uh, they're facing the Jets. I know, I know, Mike White is coming to town, so this could be a shootout Thursday night. Uh, Wentz has been solid, 56% on. He's good for a 20-point game. The number two QB to own or to add as a streamer is Taysom Hill. If you don't need an immediate starter on your team, you just need a second guy that you might stream at some time. Uh, right now, he's still in concussion protocol. They think he'll be back for week nine, uh, and he will take over as a starting QB for the Saints. There's no way it's Trevor Simeon. Uh, he has a great rushing floor. Uh, he reminds me of the, the play that, uh, Jalen Hurts puts up. Uh, he put up 209 yards in the four starts from last year on the ground. Uh, the number one wide receiver to pick up, once again, I feel like I'm doing this every week, is Devontae Parker of the Miami Dolphins. I've been beating this drum for weeks. He's the perfect flex option. His floor is 12 points as, as long as he starts. They're facing the Houston Texans next week, so need I say more? I don't think so. He's 36% on. I'll stop bringing him up when you put him on your team. The number one tight end to pick up is Pat Fryermuth. The Muth is loose. 11% on for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this past week, seven targets, 44 yards, and a TD last week. The week before last, he had seven receptions for 58 yards. I think he's going to be a solid play as long as, or oh, well, since Juju went down. 
Uh, that's two weeks in a row where he had solid numbers. Uh, the Colts and the Steelers are the best streaming DSTs of the week, I think. The Bengals, the Bengals have me a little afraid of, of Mike White right now. All right, let's get into the not-so-sexy list. This is the guys to pick up after the waivers have been claimed because they're not sexy to pick up with your claims. First on the list is Jamal Agnew. I know it's going to feel gross, but that's two back-to-back games where he put up good numbers, decent numbers. Jameson Crowder. Dawson Knox, he's questionable right now, but if his hand is, I guess, healed enough to play, go get him. Put him on your bench. I wouldn't start him off the bat, but I would at least put him on my bench. Uh, Logan Thomas, don't pick him up until Monday before the Monday night game because he's on a bye this week and still on that. If you made it this far, I want to thank you for being a part of the Fantasy Fixers family. I am Winston Wolf. I'm the fixer. I'm here to fix your team. Fantasy isn't one through your draft. It's one through the waiver wire. So go get them. Go be great. Keep fighting. See y'all next week.